So yeah, I think the reason that I slept uh, on a couch in like high school instead of in a bed is like I've always been like a super scared kid. Mm-hmm. Some would argue a very scared adult, <laughs> but uh, I think it was that when I'm laying in a bed, mm-hmm. you know, subconsciously I'm like, well, something's going to crawl out from under the bed and get me. Yeah. And if I'm in a bed, it can get me from, you know, the side that's open or whatever. And right. then the wall side, like a monster could still sneak its hand up there and grab me. Mm. But if I'm on the couch, my back is up against the the back of the couch. Yeah. There's a feeling of security. I a- get that. Ace, did you have something to share? You, you, sne- you yeah. sneezy boy? <laughs> it's like, I just want to come in and sneeze yeah. and bother you guys. Hi, buddy. Lay down. I, th- I think uh, Chelsea had kind of a similar concept of not wanting to sleep on her bed. So to battle the whole like monster thing, she would sleep under her bed. So she's like, if I'm under here, I know that there are no monsters here. That's interesting. So, I like that mentality. Right? Yeah. So she she felt comfortable sleeping. I, I don't know how many times my mom woke up and Chelsea wasn't in her bed and she freaked out. Oh, geez. Where is your sister? That's the total opposite of how I would process that. Mine is just constant fear mm-hmm. and doing nothing about it. You yeah. know, when I was a kid, that was a big issue. I was scared all the time and I didn't know how to process it. So it would just eat away at me. Yeah. Uh, but I like that of like... Well, I'm under the bed and nothing's getting me, so right. I'm doing good. Like, that's pretty bold. I'll scare the monsters yeah. if they try to come in under yeah. my bed. Yeah, that's that is bold. Smart. I like that. Yep. <laughs> oh, hi everybody. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to Life Well Spent with Garrett and Amber. This is the podcast where a married couple do the barest amount of research on a topic in a vain attempt to keep their marriage on the rails. It's Guys, a joke. it's okay. Stop it. <laughs> Stop with the text and the tweets. Meant to be funny. Yeah. Yeah. Garrett what did we have like a like a couple name? I don't think Gar- so. Gamber, Gam- maybe. Was Gamber like a thing like when we were kids, you know? Maybe, yeah. Get what you doing? Lay down. Just Howen's pulling a- out our carpet for some <laughs> reason. That's not a euphemism. Uh yeah, so no, everybody, we're fine. Stop it. It's fine. <laughs> How you doing, sweetie? I'm doing really well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We are recording on Saturday the 13th. Mm-hmm. If you don't live in Colorado, we are supposed to get an epic storm this weekend. So far, I mean, it's, it's not sn- looking like much. No, it's snowing now and it's pretty. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see what it does overnight. But uh, it's just been kind of a lazy day and like looking out the window, looking for snow. Mm-hmm. Just see if it's coming. So yeah, it's pretty. Yeah. Yeah, so that's yeah, you, nice. don't, you don't feel bad for people on the roads right now because it's just wet. Not bad yet. Yeah, hopefully everybody can get home early enough that it's uh, not a not a major issue. And mm-hmm. seems like uh, CDOT, the Colorado Department of Transportation, is going to have yeah. plenty of time to act. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, hopefully everybody's safe out there. Absolutely. Yeah. How are you? I'm good. My wife. I'm, I'm trying good. to get up in this register. I, so. Yeah. <laughs> No, I'm good. I think uh, today's been a really good lazy day. You know, uh-huh. uh, our son Cash is with the uh, with Garrett's parents in Grand Junction for the week for spring break. Spring break. So we dropped him off yesterday. So we really have nothing but whatever we want to do today. Yeah. Well, really this whole week. Yeah, absolutely. So that's going to be exciting. But yeah. So I'm just taking it easy. Yeah. Kind of taking the weekend to chill out and then yeah, get back to it during the week. Yeah. Exactly. Cool. You know, try to be productive where you can, but. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, every time my uh, Fitbit yells at me for being a 
lazy ass. I get up and I just pace around the room like I'm. Usually it's funny when you come in, like I, I subconsciously know that you're probably just trying to get your steps in, yeah. but it just makes it feel like I'm bored. What are you doing? Oh. <laughs> That, like, I'm just going to walk around you and just today act like that, I'm doing something. Today, that's been happening, too. I've yeah. been, like, just kind of antsy. Yeah. Um. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, I hope I don't bring, like, an unnecessary tension to the room when I walk in and just start pacing. Like, no. I'm <laughs> waiting to hear some test results or something. <laughs> no, it just, it, yeah, just very much. Oh, now we've got Lilu here. Hi, Hi Lilu. Lilu. Um, it just, yeah, it just feels kind of like. I'm bored, so I'm going to act like I think I know what I'm doing right now, but I really don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> that Oh, God. New name for my autobiography. I'm going to look like I know what I'm doing, but I don't know what I'm doing. But I don't. Yep. Gary Burton story. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you know what? Why don't you go first with that, what you've been into this week? Sure. So I feel like my picks tend to be pretty nerdy and relatively, well, relatively niche. Like mm-hmm. Marvel movies aren't niche at all. That's the new pop culture. But... This one, I think, is, I think, especially for people our age, it's pretty niche. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when I was maybe twenty, you know, or late teens, early twenties, I used to watch this channel called G Four TV. I do remember that show. Yeah, that was a it fun was show. A fantastic channel that had uh, shows like X Play, where Adam Sessler and Morgan, something. Uh, great host would review uh, video games mm-hmm. you know um, it was before I mean video game magazines have been out for a while but it was really before the major rise of internet like uh, Metacritic and things like that right, yeah. uh, and then there was Attack of the Show which was kind of a variety show but it's is that the one that Olivia Munn was on yes okay. that was kind of where Olivia Munn to my knowledge got her start and yeah. then she started getting into shows and movies and things like that after Attack of the Show but those two shows especially, and there was other shows, there was other original programming that G4 did, but those are my two favorites and kind of the two Hallmark shows, the two big shows yeah. of their original programming. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of gaming centric. It was like for gamers, by gamers kind of TV. Right. Um, the channel had his ups and downs. Like they filled a lot of airtime with cops reruns, um, but they also introduced uh, Ninja Warrior, which then developed into an American a Ninja really Warrior. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Huge. Um, and uh, the channel went off the air eh, maybe over 10 years ago. I think it was over 10 years ago. Was it that long ago? 2001, 2011. Wow. Yeah, it might have been like, oh, it might have been around 2011. Well, regardless, um, uh, there's been talks for maybe over a year now. I haven't been, you know, I don't follow the that stuff too closely but Mm -hmm. for a while i've been seeing the g4 is planning on coming back and uh during thanksgiving uh g4 their youtube channel released this really nice uh kind of um meetup or uh oh my god what's it called when you get the whole cast back together oh like a reunion reunion thank you of like kevin prairie and olivia munn and adam sessler and um all these uh big uh, uh, stars and personalities from G4 and they brought them back together and uh, they announced that uh, Xavier Woods uh, who's a wrestler for WWE mm-hmm. um, he's going to be a host for G4 and it's been really exciting but uh, G4 started releasing new content on their YouTube channel and it's all being kind of branded as B4 G4 mm-hmm. because they're still working on getting the channel up but uh the one show that I wanted to talk about, because uh, Adam Sessler, who hosted X-Play, 
uh, he's doing a really good show now. Um, I think it might be on the X-Play channel where he has uh, Twitch streamers come on and they talk about stuff like Pokemon and stuff. And Adam Sessler, you know, he's an older guy now. Mm -hmm. So it's fun hearing him and seeing him talk with, you know, people in their 20s and him just like he's dad now. Like he's got a major uh, huge history in gaming so he can keep up with the conversation. But there's some, you know, there's other stuff that he doesn't really keep up with. Um, so it's fun to see younger personalities on and him, you know, kind of playing grandpa. Right. Uh, but something <laughs> I really love that I, I understand about 30% of this show. It's called the, the bleep esports show. I, I believe that's right. Uh, yeah, the bleep esports show. Um, and it's hosted by, uh, these two women, uh, I believe one's name is Avali and the other one goes by Frost Frost something. I believe it's her her gamer tag. God, okay. it sounds so old. Um, <laughs> to my knowledge, these two ladies were in the esports world. They were uh, they competed in esports. Now they're retired. Esports is insane. People retire at like 22 because they lose those twitch muscles, the reactions that like 17 year olds have, and they oh, develop wow. by playing games you know, uh, 18 hours a day. That's insane. Yeah. So, uh, they talk about esports and news in esports and esports of course is insane. Uh, because I've, it's really popular. It's Mm -hmm. incredibly popular, especially, uh, overseas, South Korea, but it's getting a pretty good foothold in America. But like the, there, it seems like the wild west. Really? You know? Yeah. There's, there's a lot of money getting put into this industry. Mm Mm-hmm. But a lot of the gamers, they're just normal dudes that, dudes and ladies, mm-hmm. pardon me, because of course, Avali and um, the other hosts, they were both, and I, I love that they have female hosts. Mm-hmm. Um, it's cool. They, I think they bring a, a specifically feminine take on these, uh, on esports news. But yeah, it, there's a lot of dumb kids that play esports that then get on Twitter and get their asses in trouble almost constantly. Every week, somebody posts, uh, recently, there's a Miami Heat player, Miami Heat, the NBA. Right. He's big in esports. Uh, he he has kind of money going into esports. Okay. I believe he might sponsor a team or something. He got caught uh, live on Twitch. He called somebody a effing bitch K word, uh, the the anti-Semitic slur. Oh gosh. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people don't say. I think it's important that what he said because it's it's horrific. And he came out and said, I didn't know what that word meant, which is horseshit. Yeah. That was him trying to save face. And he's, uh, I believe he's now kind of stepping away from esports. Or, you know, he might actually be stepping away from the heat. I think the heat are distancing, distancing themselves from him. Uh-oh. He's a player. Yeah. And so that one's, of course, not funny. That not, is yeah. not funny. Um, but there's some other stuff, just some, like, I guess... One, uh, it, it might have been a esports league, mm-hmm. uh, TSM. Again, I understand about 30% of the shit they say because a lot of it is just esports jargon. Mm-hmm. But apparently this either team or company, franchise, whatever, uh, posted like, like a meme trying to be funny. Turns out the origins of those meme deal with suicide. Oh, wow. Yeah. Ooh. So that that's more just blind spot, stupid. They weren't trying to make... 
light or fun of suicide. They just pulled from a source that they didn't really have knowledge of. Got it. So like a lot of that shit's happening and it's incredibly fascinating. It feels like this little ecosystem mm-hmm. of, you know, young adults really having no restraints or constraints yet. Hopefully minimal that's changing. Yeah. You know, I think as it's, it's naturally going to, there's already a ton of money involved, but as it grows more, mm-hmm. uh, more of the public eye is on esports. Yeah. They're going to kind of rein that in. I mean, of course I, I feel that athletes, any athlete should have their voice heard, mm-hmm. but now when they're calling somebody a bitch K word, like that's right. That's not really that's, using your, no, that's not a, well. that's not a platform <laughs> for, yeah. Um, you know, giving your opinion. Yeah. That's just being an asshole. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I like it because it makes me feel old and I th- you like feeling, I think that something I've always hated is, uh-huh. you know, grandpa walks in and you play in a video game. Oh, back in my day. Right. Immediately. I, my brain shuts down. <laughs> and, uh, so I've always thought I don't want to be that guy. Like I want kids to have their shit right. and enjoy it. And I can mm-hmm. come in and not understand it at all. Yeah. But not take away from it. Not saying like, oh, you kids and your uh, PewDiePie or whatever. It's like, <laughs> no, like let them have their stuff. You don't have, you shouldn't understand it. I yeah. shouldn't understand all the shit they're saying. Because it's, not, it's not like um, it's not advertising me. to you or yeah. yeah, it's not meant to. And that's good. Yeah. That's a good thing. That means you're maturing, you're progressing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, granted, if there are people our age that are into esports, that's great too. Mm-hmm. Either one is good. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Somebody else's interest in something that's unfamiliar to you doesn't mean that you need to delegitimize it or illegitimize it. Yeah. One of those words. It can just be a thing that you don't get. And that's that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like that, uh, like that Nickelodeon girl that has the smoker's voice. Amanda Bynes? No, she's got like the hair, the ponytail. She's like, Amanda Bynes is older. This lady's like now. Now. She did a video of giving herself a ponytail and that really uh, nice hairdresser guy was talking about how much he loved it. Wow. I mm. Chubby face white girl. Sorry, she, it's whatever. not coming to me. She's doing her own thing. She's mm-hmm. a big personality. And I'm oh, like, Jojo. You're Jojo. Jojo. Okay. Yep. Got it. Yeah. I like. I shouldn't care about that or really know anything about it. Yeah. But, you know, it comes on. I'm like, oh, that's, that's grating on my ears. <laughs> But it's not for me, so it should be, so that's okay. Yeah, change the channel. Yeah, and then I move along and I watch my World War II documentaries like <laughs> the old shitty dad that I am. So that's what I've been into. I think it's fun to be steeped in a culture that I understand very little of. Right. Yeah. Well, it's fun to learn. Yeah, and they're, they're the hosts are very, very sweet. They're not actors. Some of their line reads aren't incredible, but mm-hmm. yeah, they're, they're, you know, retired esports athletes. That's... I think they're doing about what they should be doing. They're very charismatic. Nice. Yeah. Very cool. What about you? Uh, mine's very boring. What is happening Our with Gilly over Gilly here? Gilly and Jacobs. What's up? She's about you to good? hack up a lung here. You okay? You good, man? No, you're okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. There she All is. Right. There she is. A <laughs> moment to shine. Yeah. Um, no, I, I feel like I haven't really been into anything this week. I was trying to. Now, now Ace is panicking. Ace, it's fine. Ace, oh my gosh, you're fine. You know, we're not going to have a kid break, so we got to have dog dog intrusion time. Cat buddy. breaks. Cat breaks. My goodness. Mm. Um, no, I think I, mainly I've just been watching, like, for some reason, right before bed. So we put Cash to bed at like eight, right? Did you lay down, bud? And then uh, 
I lay in bed for about an hour before going to sleep and my go-to is always Shark Tank. I don't know why. I'm like, is that like an age thing now where that's just where I'm at? I don't, I, I don't know. Don't go for the reality TV. It's more so just business. Honest, <laughs> I think it's cool. I think I should watch Shark Tank more, but I mm-hmm. hate the presentations. Really? They, they are kind of corny. Yeah. I mean, they're meant to just like grab your attention and make you laugh I know or it. Yeah, get the, really eccentric they're good it. at them they're effective i understand what like they want to bring that energy like i don't do on this podcast so i should learn <laughs> from them but i hate it when they just come in like hey sharks my name's jerry you, you ever sitting on the beat oh god I, I'm, I'm like stop it talk like talk like a human being yeah but that's me that's my own neuroses coming through no so. I, I, yeah i think you and everybody else probably yeah think it's the same way um but it's just kind of cool to see you know different people's stories and like what they mm-hmm. come up with and um i don't know i just find it like super fascinating it's fun to see when uh you know years later they they flash back to like this person was on shark tank yeah. and well, here they are now mr fantastic wonderful whatever wonderful, yeah i had He's not, you know what? Not my Mr. Wonderful. I think he's, he's kind really of mean. Not Mr. I think he's kind of a meanie. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, like, and they say like, yeah, he bought in, and then we did all this, and this is how our company has grown. That's yeah. cool, of course. That's super inspiring. Uh, and then I think they also, well, I maybe I saw this somewhere else, but uh, I think I saw one where it was like, let's look back at what the sharks didn't choose to be a part of and see how successful they are now like the whole like ring system for they didn't they didn't buy into that they didn't buy into it oh. they, i didn't watch the episode but yeah for some reason none of them did and now they're making tons of money yeah you know um, was ring the one that was is that the amazon one yes i think so okay yeah i know they had some issues recently with like their system starting fires maybe oh don't go me on that that's don't amazon don't sue <laughs> To, I, I yeah. haven't heard anything like but, that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, to go from not getting picked up on Shark Tank to Amazon buying your yeah. company, that's I mean, incredible. I think they had to like rename it, but ah. regardless. Um, but yeah, that and just uh, been watching a lot of Kardashian episodes this week. I think they're they're like putting a bunch of them out right now because like their last season starts on Thursday. Adver- oh, it starts Thursday? Yeah. yeah. It's I every time I walk in and I see you watching them, I always excuse me, see a little banner at the bottom of the screen. that's like, uh, series finale coming yeah. soon. Yeah. So, so I think they're just like, yeah, coming up to building it. up. They're hyping it up. Yeah. Oh my God. Do you think that's why her and Kanye divorced? Cause of the last season for additional. Yeah. Like drama. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> Probably not. You that's, never know. Yeah. Eh, I don't know. I'm sure they just didn't work out cause it's whatever. Yeah. Who knows? You know what? Fuck it. No. Kanye West isn't going to listen to this because Kanye West sucks and he's annoying. <laughs> he's a great musician. As a person, I don't care for him. Yeah. That's my two cents. Doesn't mm-hmm. matter. If you like him, cool. If you don't, let's cool. let's talk about it. Right. But uh, yeah, not, not... Gosh, I feel like I've been watching something else and it just it never comes to me when it's time to actually talk about what can we've been into. Can you talk to me about the ASMR videos you watch? Sure. What do you, you want to know? So You find them very weird. Yes. I, I've been record like I recorded one episode of a little project I'm doing mm-hmm. and I talk about how ASMR videos, they immediately, I have a sexual reaction to them <laughs> and I don't like that I do uh-huh. because especially the ones you're watching, they're not. Do you think it's the whispering? Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, those aren't meant to, the intent is to help you to relax. Mm-hmm. And if I'm getting all horned up on it, I feel like that's 
you know, that the wasn't opposite. the intent. So yeah. I don't want to kind of put that on this content that's being created. Well, Which, it's whatever. interesting because I feel like some of the videos that I've seen, I think the, the creators aren't m meaning to come across as sexual, but some things that they do or say does sound and look yeah. sexual. Um, like, I think I saw one of them, she was, uh, you know, doing different things with like the microphone, like taking a, um, a makeup brush and sliding it across right. for a different yeah. sound and whatnot. Um, and another one was, uh, I think she was just kind of almost like mis massaging the top of the microphone with her hand oh that's suggestive i imagine and it was very I'm like, okay okay this this is just awkward this is not <laughs> this is not re relaxing yeah. right now yeah. um but just to create different sounds you know can i give you a little tangent example sure so uh our son used to really be into the wiggles yes and uh the the most recent cast of the wiggles that he was watching mm -hmm. uh was three gentlemen and uh, a woman Mm -hmm. um the woman's attractive but you yeah, know she's she's, she's doing a kid's show so mm -hmm. it's like oh she's cute but that's okay like she's teaching my son how to wear his seatbelt yeah, when he's in the car yeah but at one point they're singing i think it was like mama's little baby uh, once short mama's little baby love short and bread oh but mm -hmm. she was singing it very soft she's like mama's little baby love short and <laughs> my brother and i were in the room we we're both like oh geez <laughs> that's, that's sexier than i <laughs> we thought that then, the, the you know yeah again the intentions probably is not no there at it's a hundred percent not there she's singing yeah. a song for kids but we're just as two grown men we're like oh boy <laughs> all right let's go cold walk. shower yep yeah let's go take a little walk outside oh so, my gosh yeah i i can't get into every once in a while i'll have that that feeling that people talk the about tingly. yeah yeah which is is cool and everything mm -hmm. i get that with other stuff i can't really think of what but every once in a while i'll feel it and it's like oh yeah. that is a nice feeling mm -hmm. but yeah it's it's too sexy yeah <laughs> for some reason <laughs> too sexy for me so um yeah when i walk in and that whispering's going on like i've got a, I mean of course if you're watching it i you usually turn it off for me mm -hmm. and you hand me the remote because you're trying to fall asleep mm-hmm well, then I do know that you don't really like to watch those videos. So I'm like, okay, well, my time's up. Here you go. <laughs> oh, well, you shouldn't. Ha okay. Well, you know, just because I think I almost, because I know that you find them to be weird. So yeah. I almost feel weird while you're there watching them with me. Yeah. You know? So I'm like, oh, I might as well just like watch something else. All right. And, and fall asleep. Next time, don't turn it off and I'll get into bed and I'll just start rubbing my nipples slowly. <laughs> That's even more awkward. <laughs> Is that weird? <laughs> That's oh, weird. Oh, boy. I really misread the room. I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought that'd be fun. <laughs> you know, something that I, I think uh, when I usually do it, it's like in place of taking melatonin, mm. you know, to get me to fall asleep. Yeah. And it's, I find it kind of amazing how this can just listening to different sounds created um, or just the things that you see on the screen can just like put you to sleep really fast. That's yeah. awesome. It was, yeah, pretty crazy. Very but cool. I enjoy it. Yeah. I, I probably won't stop for a while, so. As well you shouldn't. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. If it works yeah. for you, that's good. Yeah. Cool. But, anywho. All right. Let's get into our topics. Mm -hmm. uh, I've agreed to go first because I yes. I won the coin toss. And speaking of coin tossing, I guess. Uh, so, I watched uh, The Dark Knight. The mm -hmm. 2008 Christopher Nolan Batman film. I, of so course, good. Yeah. I really like that movie. Of course, I've seen it before. Yeah. But with this month being March Madness, mm -hmm. uh, I I wanted to look into kind of 
a little bit more of the psychology behind the Joker and Harvey Dent, a.k.a. Two-Face. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of curious to see how Christopher Nolan played with kind of the traditional interpretation of the character. Well, I mean, traditional is relative because there's so many different iterations of those characters. Yeah. But just see what Christopher Nolan did with it. So I found some uh, some articles on uh, psychologists and just basically psychoanalyzing these characters. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, really interesting. So most of the stuff I've been seeing is basically uh, stipulating that uh, Two-Face, uh, he kind of... So most good Batman villains kind of personify a mental disorder. Uh, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So for example, this article that I'm reading, it's from CBR.com titled 10 Batman villains and the real life mental health conditions they represent. Uh, so uh, the penguin, uh, ha- he represents inferiority complex and narcissism. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mad Hatter is paranoid schizophrenia. Mr. Freeze is complex bereavement disorder. Uh, Black Mask is Sadistic Personality Disorder. Firefly is Pyromania. Mm -hmm. Harley Quinn is Histrionic Personality Disorder. And Two-Face is Disassociative Identity Disorder. Yeah. And, of course, I am not a psychologist. I'm not a therapist. I took a few courses in college, but, hey, who didn't? Mm -hmm. Am I right? Um, But, uh, essentially, how they you know, how experts talk about a disassociative identity disorder is uh, it's not necessarily multiple personality disorder. Mm-hmm. Um, like Legion, we talked about dissociative identity disorder. That's yeah. what he had is he had multiple identities. And so he uh, was able to kind of encapsulate or become one of those personalities. Mm-hmm. But really it was his, uh, it was his uh, ex-gene ability Allowing these different personalities to live within him. Yes. Uh, So Two-Face, his disassociative identity disorder kind of manifests in his coin. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I'll I'll talk about it a little more when it comes to the movie, but uh, he no longer makes these choices on whether or not to... Do the right thing or yeah, not. Yeah, to fall of. within social norms or to do something outside of them, you mm-hmm. know, whether to be generous or to be vindictive or hurt people or help people. It is not his decision. He chalks it up to luck, but it's just him displacing those his decisions. Actions. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To this coin. Um, they have Catwoman as antisocial personality disorder. The Riddler is a. Uh, autism spectrum disorder. Mm, I could see that. And the Joker they have as bur- borderline personality disorder and s- pseudo bulber effect, which Never I c- heard of I'm that. probably mispronouncing that. So I think this, let's see, when was this published? Yeah, April 14th, 2020. So I'm guessing b- prior to the Joker film that came out mm-hmm. recently, uh, their main, well, there may or may not have been a lot of talk about the pseudo-bulber effect and the Joker. Um, pseudo-bulber effect is uh, a mental illness where you have fits of laughter in inappropriate situations. Moments. Okay. Yes. So I, I I still haven't seen the Joker. Mm-hmm. I, 
I haven't either. Really? I have no desire to. I don't know why. I Same here. I, yeah. I think because there was so much talk about it that I'm like, I don't know. Just the way that it made people feel after they got done mm-hmm. watching it that I'm like, I don't know if I want to feel that after I do, watching it. Yeah, I think I watch like superhero-ish films mm-hmm. for escapism. And of course, the Joker appears to be everything but escapism. Right. For better or for worse, it's just not really up my alley. Mm-hmm. I, I do need to give it a watch. But in... Uh, that movie he uh, he has like laminated cards that he shows to people to say I have this mental illness I laugh at inappropriate times please kind of ignore me or disregard it just understand it's not something I'm doing to make you uncomfortable right it's a mental condition okay and uh, that's so that's what pseudo pseudo bulbar effect is uh, borderline personality disorder Uh, this is how this article Uh, kind of explains it saving the most complex case for last the joker is a true product of all of society's evils it's common knowledge that people suffering from they say bipolar personality disorder which i don't know Hmm. if that's a pseudonym for borderline personality disorder maybe yeah i don't know if or maybe it's a air whatever Hmm. uh they tend to exhibit strong abandonment issues while there is no clear-cut origin of his father, it can be argued that the Joker never had him around during his childhood. Aside from his daddy issues, he often breaks into laughter uncontrollably and in the most inappropriate situations. The sort of erratic displays associated with pseudo bulbar effect wherein the patient is often found exhibiting episodes of sudden laughter or crying. Hmm. Unquestionably, it's the excessive physical abuse that he endured as a child that led to his mental demise leaving him with nothing but a life of violent crime to turn to. I think that Christopher Nolan's take on the Joker especially is more nuanced mm-hmm. than than what this stipulates, you know, right. and what what other uh other representations or you know portrayals of the Joker have been. I I don't think he I think he's a psychopath, again, not an expert, mm-hmm. but I don't think that he necessarily has pseudo bulbar effect in that portrayal. I think that he wears the 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 mannerisms and the the costume, the face paint of the Joker um, as a ploy to start off his big scheme in this film. Mm-hmm. So. Of course, the movie starts off with... Uh, th- uh, there's a ton of incredible famous scenes in this movie, but it starts off with the bank heist. All these characters are wearing clown masks. Right. Come to find out that the Joker is part of them. And this scene sets sets like the perfect tone for the film. It's the idea that this mafia underbelly has been kind of running Gotham for years now. We saw that in Batman Begins, and that's a big part of this movie, is Mm -hmm. none of the cops can be trusted. They're all dirty because the mafia is so powerful. Mm -hmm. But then the Joker comes in, and at the beginning of the movie, everybody writes him off just as kind of a a gimmick, a two-bit criminal. Because, of course, he's dressed up like a Joker. Like, that's not really something you take seriously. Christopher uh, Christopher Nolan's Batman series is a much more grounded you know, mm-hmm. interpretation of Gotham and Batman. So of course they're like, well, no, he's just a, he's a goofball. He's a loony. We'll find him. And he, I think that's his intent. He, again, I do feel like he has, he's a psychopath because he, uh, 
hurts people with no remorse, Mm -hmm. uh, has no, well, not only does he not consider kind of social norms and societal well-being, he, he explicitly perverts it and distorts it. Mm-hmm. His whole goal in this movie, which his whole goal in this movie is to break Batman mentally, to have him cross a line and to show that Batman is just like him. Right. You know, two sides of the same coin. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't achieve that in the film, but he does achieve his goal of destroying Harvey Dent, creating Two-Face, therefore... Uh, destroying the white knight of Gotham. That's kind of what Harvey Dent is referred to. He's a golden boy. Right. And I never realized how annoying he is in this movie. Really? In a good way. I think in a really good way because he is such a goddamn boy scout. <laughs> he is so frustrated. The The opening scene of him is so corny. I don't remember his opening scene. So it's him and Rachel uh, in a courtroom. Rachel is Bruce Wayne's love interest from yes. the first one. Mm-hmm. Uh, now played by Maggie Gyllenhaal in this movie. Yeah. And they're in a courtroom and they're trying to uh, nail this crime boss, uh, Sal- Salvador or something. Um, and they're interviewing one of uh, this mob boss's lieutenants. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Wait, doesn't he have like a corny line? Oh yeah. He's full of them this scene. Yeah. It, which he's supposed to. Yeah. You know, I, I obviously Christopher Nolan, I believe his brother write a lot of write most of the films they do. Mm-hmm. They're incredible writers. They're not going to write corny dialogue for no reason. Yeah. But yeah, he's like, uh, oh, yeah. Oh, he just says the dumbest shit. And then like <laughs> the the mobster on the stand pulls a gun, but it misfires. And so Harvey Dent grabs the gun, punches him in the face. And he walks up to uh, the mob boss who's on the in the defense area and tell you he's like oh this, uh, this gun it's you know made in china if you want to kill me you should probably buy american <laughs> and the judge is calls for like a recess and he goes but judge i'm not done and like the the everybody applauds that's right and I'm like what what is this no this is a good it, movie like, kid- i remember this being a very good movie and and this guy is annoying but i feel it, like it and then it doesn't like kick over to, to maggie gyllenhaal and she just kind of like oh, shakes her head oh like, harvey oh yeah. my gosh yes yeah. I remember that. Yeah, he's he is Superman. Well, he's Clark Kent mm-hmm. in this movie. You know, he's there to he is like the people the, love him. He is the best of what this city is, and that's why Bruce Wayne slash Batman uh want to basically hand over the keys of protecting the city to Harvey because mm-hmm. he can do it in the light, in public view. People want like he knows that the people need somebody within the system to believe in. Yeah. Whereas Batman operates outside of the system. Right. And yeah, that's, that's the point. He believes he's uh, one of the, one of his lines in the movie is I believe in Harvey Dent. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Cause he is, he is the best of Gotham. He is the hero that Gotham deserves mm-hmm. and Batman, you know, that's kind of a overarching theme in the movie is Harvey Dent is who Gotham deserves, mm-hmm. but the Joker screws that up. He, you know, uh, again, perverts that. And uh, instead of him being the golden boy, he loses the woman he loves. His face is horribly burnt and yeah. he he loses grip. And instead of being able to make to make these choices 
you know, to make mm-hmm. the hard choices like Batman did by trying to save Harvey Dent instead of saving Rachel. Mm-hmm. He has to separate from that. <laughs> I think the cat wants in the closet. Yeah. We got some weird animals here. Yes. Uh, so he separates himself from that, and instead, it is all left up to chance. Mm-hmm. Um, he uses this coin, and earlier in the movie, he jokes around like heads. You know, Rachel, heads, you're going to go out to dinner with me. Tails, you can tell me to screw off. And he flips the coin and it's heads. Yeah. Uh, you find out midway through the movie that he's got a two-sided coin. Both sides are heads. Mm-hmm. So he says, like, I don't leave anything up to chance. I create my own luck. Yeah. You know, but then uh, in this horrible uh, explosion that he's in, uh, one of the sides of the coins gets destroyed. So now he does truly have, you know, and it symbolizes his psychotic break. Right. Um. And so now, you know, he truly has heads or tails and that's what he puts his, you know, his, his, uh, decision making. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what kind what kind of makes us human is the ability to make the decision whether right or wrong. Mm -hmm. He can no longer do that. So he leaves it up to chance. Um, boy, I'd have no idea what I, where I was going there, but, uh, um, I guess getting back to the Joker, cause uh, like, I think Harvey Dent is a fantastic character in the sh- in the movie. Mm-hmm. Like I said, he's he's corny, but corny with a purpose. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, seeing him going going in the early on in the movie, the first scene in the movie, he is this he is truly this white knight. Mm-hmm. Like seeing him go from that to quite the opposite. Yeah, to totally broken. Mm-hmm. He's lost everything. He just he basically wants to die, mm-hmm. but he's got to leave it up to chance. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think the Joker is more interesting because he is lying almost the entire movie. The only times in this movie that he is honest, it's with Batman. Mm. Every other time he's lying. Interesting. From what I could tell, he, like he, uh, after, when Harvey Dent is in the hospital, right before he becomes Two-Faced, Joker goes to him to try and convince him that, you know, hey, I didn't do this. It was, it was everybody else. They're mm-hmm. the decision makers. They're the planners. I'm not a planner. I just do things. He's like, I'm a dog chasing after cars. If I actually caught one, I wouldn't know what to do with it, mm-hmm. which is bullshit. It's a total lie. He shows throughout the entire film that he is constantly planning, scheming, um, almost to a point where it's kind of like, did he really know that was going to happen? Like, did he know that one of Bruce Wayne's employees was going to try and out him? So then the Joker says, hey, somebody kill him, you mm-hmm. know, uh, and then I won't blow up these hospitals. And he wants to blow up the hospitals so that he can get Harvey Dent out of there. And there might have been an, oh, and also he steals a bus full of people from the hospital, takes them hostage for the big finale. So it's like, if that guy wasn't threatening to out Bruce Wayne as Batman, like, how could he have known that would happen? But I'm sure he would have found another way, another excuse, another reason to divert attention away from the hospitals so that he could, you know, steal some hostages. Well, with him saying like, oh, you know, if I caught up to the car, I wouldn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if that's necessarily a lie, though, because usually every time he's like with Batman, either has like cornered him or whatever. Uh-huh. He's, he, it's like he doesn't really know what to do with Batman. Like he never wants to fully beat Batman. No, and I don't. It's like I don't, he just likes to tease. I don't think that's the same thing. 
I think that not wanting to destroy Batman isn't the same as not knowing what to do with Batman. I will say mm. that at first he wants Batman to take off the mask, to reveal himself. Then later right. on in the movie, he realizes that's not what he wants. Mm-hmm. Again, he wants to show Batman that the world is chaos, mm-hmm. that given the chance, people will turn on each other, and that's how he's going to basically crumble Gotham society, and then he will be in power. There's a scene where he's talking to, uh, I believe the guy's name was like Chechna or something. He's the mob boss with a thick Russian accent. Mm, mm-hmm. And he... It's this really cool scene where he's burning this gigantic pile of money, and on top of the money oh, is yeah. this uh, uh, Chinese banker Yeah. Uh, that's in the movie. And he ends up killing Chechna and feeding him to his dogs. That's right. And because he won't fall in line, he won't follow the Joker. The Joker is clearly moving in for power. Hmm. But he is constantly, he does it with his origin story. I mean, that's the kind of the perfect example of how he doesn't want anybody really to know who he is, what he's up to, Mm -hmm. so that he can hold all the cards. You know, he'll tell one person that he got these scars because his dad was abusive. He'll tell another person that he got these scars because his wife was cut up by a loan shark and then he cut his own face. That's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He he tells a police officer at one point, uh, do you know why I use knives? Because it's more intimate. You get to know somebody before they die. He uses guns a ton in the movie. Oh, yeah. He's. It's not about truth. It's about intent. It's about Hmm. having control over the situation. Yeah. So um, there's another really good article that uh, I found. Uh, Not that one. Uh, It is Batman villain psychoanalyzed by mental health experts. This was posted by Huffington Post. Uh, in July 21st, 2011. It was around Mm Comic-Con. And uh, these mental health experts wanted to talk about uh, the Batman villains and and Batman himself as Batman not being a a great advocate for mental health and things like that, but not, not saying like, oh, Batman's bad, just giving more understanding, more context. Um, they, they specifically point out uh, Joker. So one of the uh, experts on this panel, his last name is Bender. Uh, the article says, Bender uses the example of the Joker, the most famous Batman villain, as a character who has incorrectly been called psychotic many times throughout Batman's 72-year history. Someone who is, this is Bender, uh, someone who is psychotic is experiencing symptoms of psychosis, a mental disorder which can include auditory hallucinations, such as hearing voices, visual hallucinations where they see objects that are not truly there, or having delusional thoughts despite evidence to show that such beliefs are incorrect, such as believing that one's movements are being tracked by deep space satellites, or disorganized behavior. Bender said in the vast majority of depictions, the Joker is not experiencing such symptoms, rather the Joker has shown symptoms of psychopathy. Uh... Bender goes on to say psychopathy reflects interpersonal characteristics and behavior that are often rooted in a lack of empathy. Bender said in the comics, television shows and films, the Joker is more akin to psychopath and is not psychotic. Hmm. And I would say the newest Joker film seems to deviate from that. Uh, Just from what I've heard, it appears that maybe uh, I don't remember the, the character's name, 
who eventually kind of becomes the Joker. Mm-hmm. It appears that he is maybe seeing or experiencing things that aren't actually happening. Like he's got yeah, a girlfriend that's, that's right. not really there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I thought that was interesting. And I think that actually fits really well with this interpretation of the Joker. He is not a loose, rabid dog. Right. He yeah. is a creature of intent and zero remorse. Mm-hmm. And I love that they don't give him a backstory. Because as much as watching the movie, I was like, I wonder how he got how he got this way. But I I don't want to know the answer because I don't think it's going to be anything better than me just kind of imagining right. what happened in his past. I think that's, you know, origin stories have been popular in comics for, or I'm sorry, in, in comic book films for the past 20 years. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, I think we're, I think the industry is starting to move away from more traditional origin stories because a lot of them suck. <laughs> um, like, do they revamp it or do they just not touch on it at all then? Well, I think a good example of a way to have an origin story without being a traditional run-of-the-mill origin story is uh, Spider-Man's uh, uh, reveal in Captain America Civil War. And then he has mm. his first, his own film, yeah. Spider-Man Far From Home. I mean, we we get an introduction to the character, but luckily the Russo brothers and uh, their writers were smart enough to know that Everybody knows who Spider-Man is. Mm-hmm. If they don't, just know that he's a lovable young man living yeah. in Queens who just happens to have supernatural powers. Mm-hmm. You don't need any more than that. You don't need Uncle Ben. They, right. ha- they still haven't talked about Uncle Ben in the movies. That's true, yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. Life well spent at yahoo.com. But uh, yeah, thank God we didn't have to see Uncle Ben get shot again yet. I know, that was so heartbreaking. And and they've just done it so many goddamn times. It loses its impact. <laughs> That's true. In uh, the the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man films, I, yeah, I thought it was incredibly impactful. But then right. Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man came out not long enough later, and they did the same thing again, hit the same beats. Uh, Martin Sheen did a great job, mm-hmm. but I thought it was less impactful because it's like we saw this eight to ten years ago. Yeah, that's true. You keep doing the same thing. Doesn't matter if you put your own little take on it. Mm-hmm. You know, it gets tired. Like in that that film wasn't old enough to just have a redo. Exactly. If it if yeah, and Batman is experiencing the same thing in mm-hmm. every piece of Batman media films. I should say, we've got to see his parents get shot. Oh yeah. And it's so tired. Mm-hmm. I'm tired. <laughs> I'm so tired of seeing those goddamn pearls fall on the ground. Oh, yeah. We get it. Right, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. Uh. Um, uh, yeah, and uh, there was a blog post uh, by, let's see, a gentleman named Caleb Coy. Uh, his, his blog post was titled, The Symbolic Psychology of Batman Villains, published uh, March 21st of 2016. And he goes through the characters, talks about uh, their kind of the psychosis they represent mm-hmm. and uh jokers was fine um but i liked his uh his interpretation his interpretation of two-face uh, he says uh, the dual soul the man with a ruptured psyche criminal lawyer turned criminal uh, against the law uh is your fate good or evil flip a coin to decide a district attorney literally scarred by the mob harvey dent is justice perverted he is the corrupt face his law-seeking side and his law-breaking side 
physically manifest how eventually even the purest on the quest for justice could succumb to evil. No, he is not bipolar. He may have dissociative identity disorder, lapsing into a state in which his self is distant in, uh, distant in order to commit his deeds, using the mechanism of a coin to distance his consequence, I'm sorry, his conscience from his will. For Batman, his cowl is a mechanism to hide his identity, not only from the public, but from himself. Batman is a lawbreaker vigilante and Bruce's dark, illegal, monstrous side. Just like Harvey Dent, he is a hero who could, if he hasn't already, become corrupted by his own passion for vengeance. He represents the divide in our subconscious. We draw between what we cannot reconcile. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really well put. Yeah. And I, I love the, uh, like I said, I think that's the best supervillains get is when they are a a perversion of the hero, opposite mm-hmm. side of the sa- same coin. Right. That's, I mean, yeah, those are absolutely uh, my favorite villains. Yeah. And yeah, I thought that was captured super well. Um, one last thing I'll say is The Dark Knight is foreshadowing the movie. Like, that's that's how I would title it. The Watching it again, constantly characters are saying what is going to happen later in the movie. Harvey Dent saying, you know, you either uh, die the hero or live long enough to become the villain. That's oh, yeah. That speaks to himself and to Batman at, at the end of the movie. Right. Batman becomes the villain willingly. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, man, there's a ton of them. And, of course, I didn't write any of them down. But if you watch it again, just, just listen for it. Uh, oh, early on in the movie, um, uh, Jim Gordon, he's Detective Gordon at this point. He's talking to Ramirez. Uh, one of his uh, police officers, and she talks about uh, her mom being in the hospital. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that part. Which later in the movie is a motivation for her to allow um, Rachel to be taken by the Joker and, you know, the mob, and that's how she dies. Right. So, I mean, I wouldn't expect anything less from Christopher Nolan and his brother and their writers Mm-hmm. It seems I, I'm not a screenwriter, but it seems to be screenwriter 101 that you lay seeds and then you reap the benefits as far as story goes. And that is constantly happening in the movie. And it's really fun to watch and pick through later. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of a like narrative. God damn it. I'm trying to pull back to my uh, uh, my English major days. Ironic. Oh boy, like narrative irony. I think that might be it. The idea that somebody says something and you know in your head, oh, they said this, but this is really going to happen. Might not be the same thing because you have to have seen the movie to know that they are foreshadowing. But after multiple watches, you're like, oh, that's why she says that because I know what's going to happen. Two hours later, you know, that's going to happen. Yeah. And the movie's long. What was he? I just wanted like to say that. Hours? Yeah, yeah. It, it it does move at a great clip. It's a fantastic movie. I can't wait mm-hmm. to watch it again. But I, it makes me realize that my ADD is maybe needs to get a little little <laughs> reined in because I'm just like I had to kind of break it up into chunks and like walk away and and yeah. bug you for a while and then I'd go back to watch some more and then I had to walk away. Right, right. Um, no fault in the movie. That's just me and my antsiness. So, so yeah, uh, I, I thought a really cool grounded interpretation of the characters, but he did kind of delve into what made them interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's funny to compare 
Uh, oh, I'm not going to remember the actor's name, but he played Harvey Dent in this movie. Yeah, I can't remember his name either. Yeah, but he's it, really good. It's fun to compare him to Tommy Lee Jones. Uh, version of Two Face from Batman oh, Forever. Yeah. Oh my God, he's a little bit more yeah. like psychotic. Which I feel like in that they're one. very different movies. Yeah, you know, uh, I believe the Joel Schumacher did Batman Forever and uh, Batman and Robin, mm-hmm. and those are campy schlock cartoons mm-hmm. made in real life. Yeah, and that's okay. It's it's just funny because they're just so drastically different. Mm-hmm. But I think you can appreciate both. Eh, sort of, <laughs> so, eh, sort of. Some people might like just the comic book coming to life type of movies. You know? Yeah, yeah, and I know. I think Joel Schumacher kind of wanted to do more of a more Batman nineteen sixties TV show mm, than mm-hmm. Tim Burton Batman because yeah. my understanding is uh, when Batman Returns came out, uh, 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 Tim Burton made it a lot darker than the studio thought he would, and a oh, lot really? weirder and a lot kinkier. And it didn't make as much money as they wanted, so that's why they brought Joel in. Gotcha. And he's like, everything's neon now, bitch. Like <laughs> it's, yeah, it's a huge uh, shift. But yeah. yeah, I got to watch a Batman movie, so I'm not mad at it. Yeah, phenomenal job, honey. Thank you very much. Yeah, that was awesome. I decided to do conspiracy theories this week. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so um, mine's a little bit shorter. I mean, there are so many conspiracy theories. <laughs> As I was looking at the list of like the top 20 conspiracy theories in America or whatever. Um, so I just picked out a couple of them yeah, to kind of talk about. And some of them I hadn't heard of, which is why I wanted to bring them up. So I, I've said this before. I listened to a podcast called Last Podcast on the Left. And they yeah. get heavy into conspiracy theories. We, you know, uh, with a grain of salt, comedy yeah. focus. It's not like these are true. Right. It's them making fun of them, having a good time, but also being educational. Yeah. So I might, I might be able to contribute to this a little bit. All right. Hope, well, well let's, you tell me if you've heard of these. Okay. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, so apparently in 2012, there was a 34 acre sinkhole that opened up in Bayou Corn, Louisiana, oh. and it's still growing. 34 acres. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Uh, the New York times described the incident as the day the earth opened up. Um, wow. yes. Yeah, super crazy. Apparently it was hundreds of feet deep, swallowing 100-foot trees, guzzling water from adjacent swamps, and belching methane from 1,000 feet or more beneath the surface. That makes me think. I've got to have you play a game called Donut County. It is this really fun, just kind of physics game, uh, physics-based game uh-huh. where you play a raccoon who has the ability to open up a hole in the ground, and all you've got to do is you've got to move the hole around and capture objects that'll fit. And as you capture objects, the hole grows and gets bigger and bigger. And so then you start swallowing buildings. It is so satisfying. There's something <laughs> oddly satisfying about swallowing a building whole. I don't know That's why. Interesting. You'll have to play it. It's it's really short. It's like maybe two hours, but it's cute as hell. And it's oh kind of fun. But I'm, please continue. Oh my gosh, that's funny. But remind me, Donut um, County. I might not remind you. <laughs> <laughs> you love it. I think it's on uh, iOS too on our phones. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, some people even said they caught a glimpse of hell in it. Um, but I guess others believe that the sinkhole is connected to the entire Gulf of Mexico, hinting at a future catal- oh, cat- cataclysmic thank you, mm-hmm. event that will swallow the entire region. Wow. In other words, uh, everything between Texas and Florida, Florida will be sucked into the earth. Oh, geez. I hope not. And then at the very end, it says there's no scientific proof that this is true. <laughs> 
that reminds me. I remember as a kid, um, my dad telling me about the kind of conspiracy theory that California was going to fall in the ocean. I've heard of that. You've too. heard of that too. Yeah, yeah. It, that seems similar. Where I mean, you know, that has the Mariana Trench, and that's kind of what people were basing that, trying to base mm-hmm. just a a gross misrepre- misrepresentation of scientific thought. In that, oh well, the Mariana's Trench is there. Therefore, that will open up and it'll swallow California whole. Right. This seems to be very similar. There is this large, crazy sinkhole, but mm-hmm. then they, they they expound upon it too far. They go from A to D. Right. And they miss B and C. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's like, you know, the whole, um, the big volcano in Yellowstone National Park. Uh, yeah. That's Old Faithful? Old Faithful is supposed to like erupt and is be that, a, Is it Old Faithful that they're talking or may, about? Maybe it's a, a confluence of multiple geysers that will all just explode at once and that's the, the well, concern. Hmm. The one that I uh, had read about was like it's a giant one that the last time it erupted was like hundreds of thousands of years ago. Um, but yeah. that if it were to erupt today, which it's rumored that it could happen any day now. Yeah, I've heard it's due. That uh, it's, it's going to take out the entire United States. Oh, I hadn't heard that bad. I'd heard like... <laughs> A good chunk, but not yeah. Because wasn't it originally we we might have heard like you know Colorado, Nebraska, like just those surrounding states or something. Yeah, that yeah. I don't know, yeah. and I, I think some think that um, like the the powerful people know about this, but they're keeping it hush hush. Like they know that you know the day that it's going to happen, and they're just not telling anybody. Of course, <laughs> of course they do. Like yeah, because you know that would make sense. Yeah, whatever. Um, no, if powerful so people funny. knew about it, they'd find a way to turn it into a commodity that they could make money off of, not just hide it. Oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah there's no money to be made there. Follow the money. <laughs> Follow the money, baby. Uh, this next one is really interesting. So May 22nd, 2011 in Joplin, Missouri, they were hit with a devastating tornado with winds reaching 200 miles per hour. Mm. Terrible, right? Oof. So the tornado leveled out the town and killed 161 people. Oh my God. It's a huge tornado. Yeah. Um, however, they say the out of this world strength of the tornado led some to create conspiracy theories. So basically the popular theory is that the tornado was created by the U S military at a facility up in Alaska known as the high frequency active auroral research program. Oh yeah. That one. Yeah. Right. <laughs> we, we, we've all yeah. known, uh, the bunch facility. of harp heads in this house. <laughs> The facility studies the Earth's upper atmosphere, mm. uh, but many believe it can create hurricanes and tornadoes. Hmm. Um, yeah, experts say this theory is false, according to the ABC News. <laughs> yeah, okay. But uh, I'm like, uh, to what? I don't even know if I can comprehend a research program that could create hurricanes and tornadoes. Let alone, I think that they made this for my little town in Missouri. Joplin, Missouri. Yeah. Again, uh, people, I think maybe people get bored or they just want their their shit stirs, their pot stirs. Mm -hmm. They're like, oh, well, the government obviously did this. But for everybody, if, if you're into conspiracy theories, that's totally cool. But I would just, I would urge you every time, follow the money. Who would pro, who, who would profit from that? Right. Unless like somebody at, at that harp facility like lived two towns owner from two towns over from Joplin and like maybe they played Joplin in high school football and they lost to Joplin in the championship. So he's like, When I grow up I'm gonna 
fucking destroy Joplin. Well, and I wonder because there are some conspiracy theorists out there that think, you know, when it comes to say things in politics, yeah. um, you know, their whole thing is, oh, well, they create these big stories to almost create a diversion. Uh, smokescreen yeah, kind of stuff. Pol- yeah. Politicians to get away with something and you won't even notice. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Which and who knows? No idea what was going on at that point. Yeah. But sometimes big, terrible tornadoes do big, terrible things. And I mean, granted, like if some of these are true and some of these are just made up, like from just people who are bored or whatever, yeah. um, they're pretty creative to come up with some of these stories and then to have it really take off. You say enough conspiracy theory buzzwords. Oh man, we should make like a conspiracy theory bingo card and see <laughs> what kind of weird ass right? conspiracy theories we can make up. Yeah. And then not put them on the internet because then somebody will read it and be like, oh, New totally. Game. Like, uh, like the conspiracy theory that Jamaica outlawed. Uh, oh, BTS. BTS and, and K-pop. Right. They didn't yeah. do that. Nope. Don't say that. Yeah. Jamaica Crazy. Loves, Jamaica loves BTS like everybody. Right. Everybody loves BTS. Every single person. Yes. Absolutely. Mm. Um, but no, I mean, I even find conspiracy theories fascinating. Oh, of course. Like you hear something, you're just like, what? Like, how could this be true? And you, it's just fun to think about, like, if this were true, how cool would that be? Like, yeah. With, for one thing, aliens. So, yeah. Know? Superficially, they're fun because it's just something out of this world, kind of crazy right. to think about. But then I think also something that's fun is trying to figure out why this like story came out yeah why people would come up with this conspiracy theory right you know and what got other people to believe it you know like some that are super asinine Mm -hmm. and you're like that sounds really crazy yeah um but it you know and it makes you think of like what in their life influences them yeah it's a total you know kind of social thought experiment of what's going on with people or with society as a whole Especially yeah. nowadays that more conspiracy theories are coming out and people are totally adopting mm-hmm. them. Of course, the Internet is a big part of that. But, right. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's super just fascinating. Yeah, and really I just I, I, I love learning about different conspiracy theories. As long as you don't take them too seriously. They're yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, so another one was Ong's Hat is an abandoned town in Pine Barrens of New, New Jersey. Sorry. Can you spell Ong? O-N-G. Ong's hat. So like Ong's? a gentleman named Ong or lady and their hat. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Interesting, right? Cool. You know, we might have to take a gilly potty break. Yeah, it sounds like she's I whining. I hear whining. <laughs> yep, we'll be right back. <laughs> and that's why I believe out of all of Batman's major villains, Solomon Grundy would toss the best salad. <laughs> all oh, right. Didn't hear you. We're back. We're okay. back. <laughs> just missed a really cool conversation (laughs) (laughs) we took a two-hour break so i could talk about who would be in the in the batman villains like what everybody's best sex sex act would be (laughs) it's like obviously catman 60 or catwoman 69s oh my gosh yeah uh rachel ghoul like he's a selfish lover (laughs) anyways uh back to conspiracy yes please we were talking about omas hat Ong's. That's it. Ong's. Ong's. Ong's hat. I got to remember, that's the character from uh, Last Airbender, Ong. Oh, really? It's spelled different, but eh, good. Sounds the same. Good addition, Garrett. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> um, but yeah, apparently this uh, this town was uh, had dr- dramatically 
kind of dwindled in population. Okay. Um, which has created more of a ghost town atmosphere. So I guess in the 1980s, a pamphlet was published saying that Ong's Hat was home to a group of people that practiced interdimensional travel. Huh. Right. Huh. Come on. Where was Ong's Hat again? Uh, where did it say? New Jersey. If Jersey's so known fun. for anything, it's for... <laughs> interdimensional their, yeah, travel. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Come to New Jersey. You can... So because, so because the population size was dwindling, like... They just said, oh, it's because they practice interdimensional space travel? No, I think that the population had dwindled prior to that. Um, ulti- yeah, I think this whole like uh, interdimensional thing happened after it became a, a ghost town, which I think is why people came up with a conspiracy theory because it was a ghost town. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but Boy. yeah, apparently the pamphlet had claimed that the group started when two scientists from Princeton University moved into in the abandoned town and eventually made, quote unquote, the egg, which allowed people to travel to alternate universes. According to the pamphlet, the machine transported the entire group to a different dimension to escape police investigation. Dun, dun, dun. Wow. The theory spread throughout the internet, um, although some people have come forward to claim that they were actually a part of this group at Ong's Hat. Um, oh, you don't say? People are willing to say stupid shit right? online for a I little know. attention? Huh. <laughs> huh. Since when? Clearly, there was no evidence that this group even existed. Yeah. You know, uh, but still kind of fun to think about. Yeah. You know, um, again, where do people come up with these things? No you know? idea. But, you know, I think if you're going to do inter- interdimensional travel anywhere mm-hmm. you should probably do it in north central iowa because or just someplace yes yeah, y'all got super. some ghost towns up there we do yeah we drove that through we a year ago and i think we drove through like clear lake one of your the, one of the towns you grew up in or spent a lot of time in mm-hmm. boy a lot of shuttered up businesses in in clear lake i thought that's right isn't no didn't we drive through we well we did but crystal I think lake crystal lake is what you're thinking well fuck me for getting <laughs> <laughs> clear lake and crystal lake confused very How different could i <laughs> very different yeah one's a lot smaller than yeah. the other yeah. so I, I grew up in clear lake and yeah crystal lake is that's where we were yep yeah you're right i don't think that there's any businesses on the main road that are open that was a bummer driving through and just yeah like you i mean it kind of made you feel like a museum type of town you know what i mean like a sad museum that's depressing that shows that i wish that they would like at least create somewhat of a museum that they can have access to these and kind of recreate the atmosphere or something would be really cool. preserve that town's legacy absolutely yeah so fun the the world's biggest what was it bullhead i think is what was was like the fish in yes Uh, yeah cool was caught there or something i don't know that's interesting remember seeing that big old bullfish up on the statue thing was that a yeah that was the statue right yeah yeah obviously not not one-to-one scale no no no. okay not at all but still cool (laughs) at least i don't think so who knows yeah iowa um my my last one that i really needed to cover was uh from our our home state of colorado was that your way of telling me to shut up (laughs) (laughs) this is the last one that i really want to get to no not at all Um, colorado uh, of course, the DIA conspiracy oh, of theory. Of course, I love this one. Right? Okay. I, th- I think. Sorry. You no, know go what? Ahead. Never mind. No. Go ahead. I don't want to step on it if you're going to cover it. So you go, please. Okay. So it was claimed that it was built by the New World Order. Oh yeah. The. Or the um, also known as the Illuminati headquarters. Mm-hmm. Right. 
So they say that, you know, Blucifer, the blue Mustang that you pass by on, what's the road? Oh, going is in? that Tower Road? Pa- uh, pa- I can never pronounce it in our, like, it's Google. not. It's not Pena, is it? Pena. Pena? Yeah. Pena. Pena, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so the, the blue Mustang sculpture with red eyes is rumored to resemble the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Um, it's, I mean, it's kind of a creepy statue. I'll it, give him that. It is. But I guess the, uh, the artist, artist had said that it was, um, to honor the wild spirit of the American West. Yeah. Okay. kind of how he thought, but you know, there was also speculation that, um, it was like, um, not really possessed or cursed or something. I don't know. But so you remember the rumor that the, the artist was actually killed by a piece of the sculpture. No. Yeah. So it happened like two years before the sculpture was actually completed. He was in the middle of doing it. A piece fell off, um, hit him in the, in a, uh, the biggest artery in his leg, Mm. uh, and killed him. Wait, really? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. He really did. So, that of course didn't help any anybody. No, no. Um, so yeah, apparently because it was the when they built DIA, which I don't know if this is true or not. Um, I don't know if it's true or not, yeah. but I feel like it. They had said in an article that DIA is like bigger than Manhattan. I feel like that can't be true, right? Like uh, I, I don't think. So potentially the acreage that encompasses all of DIA, possibly Maybe? bigger than the island of Manhattan. I Manhattan's I don't pretty know. Big though, I would think. I think. I mean, so. I've never been, but yeah. Maybe it just looks bigger in the movies. <laughs> I, I yeah, know. I don't know. Who knows? Guys, look into it. Google right? it for us. But I guess it, it the cost of making DIA was like six million more than what. Um, it should have costed them, I guess. So it was rumored that only six million. Only six million. No, I mean, legitimately, when it comes to building an airport, I'm sure that's just like a a wing to hold, you know, parts for jets or something. Like six million is not a lot in the grand scheme of things. Granted, that's that was probably 1998 money, but still, that's not still, a ton. But well, I, but and I that guess was over their budget, six million uh, over. Okay, but if uh, it was like three billion, I'd be like, oh, there's some shit going on. But six million. I don't, I don't so know. I'm, I'm, be, I'm being petty. Please um, keep going. So conspiracy theorists point to the Illuminati money for this. Yeah. Uh, some believe they it was used to finish the DIA's construction in exchange uh-huh. for the secret society using the property. Right. Of course. Um, according to the DIA website, which is really funny, uh, rumors say that the first few buildings on the property were not built properly, but instead of demolishing them, the airport simply buried them and built more buildings on top, giving the Illuminati its own underground lair. Oh, how fun. Um, which I, okay, this is what I really like about DIA. So when all the conspiracy theories came about, instead of trying to like clear their name and explain things, they're like, you know what? Yeah, we'll feed into this. And so yeah. they, they legit have things around the DIA That's airport. what I was going to talk about. They lean into it. They do. Which is... That is the fantastic perfect way it. to deal with a baseless conspiracy theory is mm-hmm. just like just have fun with it. Be like, oh hell yeah, here you know. I mean that's free press right oh, there. God, right? Great idea. I know. Wonderful I just, idea. I love it. Yeah. Um so it's uh it also has apparently um its underground tunnels have bunkers is uh, another conspiracy theory. 
Some have theorized that the tunnels also contain underground bunkers, possibly built by lizard people or aliens. Oh, I love lizard people. I love that <laughs> insane theory. Uh, apparently, that will serve as a safe place for the world's elite during the apocalypse. Right. So we know where to go. Yeah. If you know, the apocalypse I'm, I'm, ever comes. I'm not an expert on lizard people, but for anybody that doesn't know, my understanding of lizard people is that there is this certain species of alien that came to Earth, and they their true form is lizard people. They look like lizard people, uh -huh. but what they do is they are able to change their form so that they can, so uh, like human? yeah. And mm -hmm. the idea is that, uh, the, the elite of the lead of the world, um, you know, usually people point to U S politicians, but there's, you know, anybody who's like a one percenter mm -hmm. people stipulate that they are lizard people and you know people go in and photoshop their eyes green and be like see look there's a photo that captured obama's eyes being weird and he's a lizard person <laughs> like uh, that is such goofy so ass nonsense it's so much fun oh my gosh uh, I find it's it wrong it's wrong and dumb but it's fun <laughs> have fun with some fun have stuff fun with it. yeah um yeah another one is that uh there's weird artwork at dia included uh murals by artist leo Tenguma, uh, which some believe had have alleged Nazi imagery in the murals as proof that the airport is somewhat somehow linked to a fascist secret society. In reality, Tanhumas, okay, this clearly was not, this was a typo. Tanhumas uh, murals are about world peace and a healthy environment, according to the Denver Post. Um, so, and I, I think I remember seeing one of the murals and there was it shows like a guy in a military uniform with a gun and I think just some people around and I don't know. I mean, yeah, I'm trying to art, look up some photos now. Art subjective, you know, like, yeah, I, I feel like you could kind of dissect it any way you would want, you know? Um, let's see. What are you seeing in there? Anything good? Oh, I found a, a website that is diaconspiracyfiles.com. Uh, yeah, and this talks about Tanguma's DIA murals. Uh, here are some good photos of the infamous murals at DIA. Uh, you know, I can't really get a good look at it. No, that must be Tanguma. He seems like a nice guy. Right. Uh, yeah, and they don't talk about it too much. Yeah. And I'm not going to waste our time. Um, another one was the gargoyles. Of course, right? So this is rumored uh, that one of them has been caught saying, you know, basically, welcome to Illuminati headquarters, then corrects <laughs> itself and says, welcome to DIA airport. <laughs> I, yeah, that sounds super familiar. Right? That, oh, that's a ton of fun. Yeah. Um, while the gargoyles um, may seem a little suspicious, they say gargoyles have been used throughout the centuries in architecture as a totem to ward off evil spirits and protecting the buildings. Right. So many yeah. of the gargoyles are placed at baggage claim to protect travelers' luggage. I love that. That's nice. Right? Like, yeah. So fun. Um, again, I feel like those really weren't added until I think all these conspiracy theories came out, and then I think it was just DIA. God, trying to, like, mess lean with everybody. in, baby. Such a good <laughs> idea. <laughs> it's just fun. Yeah. Um, Oh, what was the last one? What, this it did not autocorrect correctly. Uh, oh, it, I think it was just talking about the DIA not wanting to clear it and wanting to have fun with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, so there's just some like phenomenal ones. And oh, I've lost my spot. 
Oh, there. There's some. some something I just thought of is you know we we do this podcast for fun. We want to try yeah. and have a good time. We don't want to, you know, yuck anybody's yums or you know offend people. Whatever you believe in, it's all good. But what if like we get our first piece of hate mail because somebody like was really into hardcore that believes in uh, lizard people, and they like get really mad at us. Well, I that would be very very fun. Yeah. <laughs> That, oh god! I and don't they, know how I'd they react like inundate us with a shit ton of articles. Oh, oh my gosh! Yeah, I'd I'd take yeah guys. I would read it. I would read all those. You articles. are a believer in the Illuminati, the NWO, lizard people. Mm-hmm. Send it our way, baby, because that is dumb fun for us. Yeah, there's a lot of different um, conspiracy theories going around the Illuminati. Yeah, it, I, I believe especially with the rise of QAnon. Yeah, um, I don't know if they really use the term NWO anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, they may. I'm sure there's. It seems like in QAnon, there's a lot of different like kind of minor sects that believe that believe in other conspiracy theories that other members don't. Uh, yeah, so I'm I'm sure that shit's still spreading like wildfire. Yeah, a, a couple of the other ones that I read was at the Mount Rushmore behind Lincoln's head or in his head, I guess. Mm-hmm. There was like this big room created. And it was rumored to be created to kind of contain a lot of like historical documents to kind of save them from being demolished or something. They say that right hmm. now, uh, what is it? The U.S. Constitution is there, and don't tell Nicholas Cage something else. And He'll they, steal they, they, it. They, He'll steal it. They, I think they mentioned something about like, yeah. oh yeah, in that movie. Which that seems it. that seems very stupid because. Instead of putting your prized documents in the head of a very large symbol of, you know, American parent, uh, Americans, uh, forefathers, founding fathers, mm-hmm. bury it in shithole Wyoming. Yeah, where nobody's, nobody's going to think to do that. Yeah. And, why, and why would you create a room to put, like, to preserve everything about American history in one spot? Yeah. That's ba- that That's would be stupid. bad planning. <laughs> Terrible and Don't planning. get me wrong. The American government is very capable of bad planning they do it a lot right but that seems significantly more stupid yeah so um another one was uh so this one's good there were a lot of mattress firm stores in illinois all within a few miles of one another leading some to believe it was money it was a money laundering no i've said this have you no you haven't in loveland there's two i believe it's mattress firms like within a mile of each other i mean look at this map they're all like some of them. I think one guy was like, there's legit a, a mattress firm on like each of the four corners in this street. Yeah. I, I definitely didn't buy into the whole Wayfair is selling children thing mm-hmm. that like I'm possible. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to like storm into a mattress firm and be like, show me where the money is or whatever. Right. But like, I don't know. I Like to have them 0.5 miles of each other as some of these like. Does, does, Why? does starting up a mattress firm, a brick and mortar mattress firm, just have like no overhead and crazy profit margins? Maybe the profit margins in selling mattresses is insane. Maybe it takes like 10 bucks to make a mattress and you sell it for, you know, $800. I, Maybe. I don't know. Let's start That's, up a mattress company. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Guys, get at us. How much, does it, how, much does, <laughs> how much money does it take to make a mattress? Yeah. Should we be getting into this business? Let us know. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But it just doesn't make any sense why they would have them so close together. It is weird. It's, I've never been in, 
you know what? I take that back. I'm sure I've been into a mattress store once. I think when we were kids, mm-hmm. um, there was like a mattress, like a sleeve, Sealy Tempur-Pedic or something oh, yeah. store at that kind of shittier outlet mall across I-25 from yeah. Sentara. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we went in there and laid, in mat- laid on mattresses as dumb teenagers. Mm-hmm. But I've never seriously went into a mattress store with intent of buying to research or buy mattresses. I haven't either. No. But then again, we've had the same mattress for like 20 years. <laughs> I'll buy you a mattress. Oh, guys. But I think a lot of that, though, uh, yeah. you just kind of like read about it, you order it, and it comes to your house. Totally. Who knows? I'm, I'm I think wrong. that's why those like, uh, oh, God, I can't remember any of the mattress company names, but they're advertised on podcasts all over. Oh, yeah. I, I think it's just because they're super profitable. Mm-hmm. And yeah, instead of going into store, people are like, oh, that's convenient as hell. Well, especially nowadays, you can't really go in and lay on a mattress. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you uh, have to order true, online. Very true. Um, But, yeah, and, of course, they, they covered, like, the JFK uh, murder and uh-huh. uh, Martin Luther King Jr. and, you know, things like that. But, yeah, uh, yeah just to get the ones that I mentioned earlier, I just mm-hmm. had never heard of before. So that was yeah. kind of fun. I thought Malcolm X's was uh, kind of super interesting because there's theories that the Muslim Brotherhood killed mm-hmm. him. There's theories that the FBI, because the FBI was tracking many members of uh, the civil rights movement um martin luther king jr mm-hmm. uh, you know tons of people um but yeah I, th- I, th- I th- his is pretty interesting something a movie i've never seen that i need to watch jfk i, I don't believe, think i've seen that either i believe it was directed by roger stone mm-hmm. and apparently he, he kind of played fast and loose with some facts and he kind of helped to uh keep conspiracy theories of jfk's death in the zeitgeist you know keeping it popular Mm -hmm. um you might have heard of down and to the left down and to the left that's the the idea that the magic bullet um i believe it bounced off a senator that was in the car and somehow like people say that it that it couldn't have taken the trajectory trajectory that it did and killed Mm -hmm. jfk so there's the theory of the magic bullet when i guess realistically the position they were sitting was different. I'm not going to get into it, yeah. but I want to see the movie. Yeah. That'd seems, be interesting. Yeah. seems really good. And it makes me want to watch, um, I think it was called conspiracy theory with Mel. Oh, what's his name? Uh, that one's fine. Mel Gibson uh, and yeah. maybe Renee Russo. Yeah. Maybe. Renee Russo. Um, yeah, that one's fine. Yeah. That one's, uh, that one kind of has some fun, goofy moments. That one's fun. That's mm-hmm. a lot of, that's a fun movie, but yeah, I, I don't think anybody's ever accused JFK of being fun. I think it's like a three-hour-long movie. Gotcha. Um, have you ever watched Malcolm X starring Denzel Washington? I don't think so. Great. We'll have to watch Spike it. Lee, <laughs> Spike Lee joint. Mm, it's good. Well, hey, being snowed in, we you know we've got the time. We got time. We got time. Snowed in. It's not even like collecting on the streets yet. I know. Oh yeah. my gosh. <laughs> um, we like yeah, to that's we like I- to believe we're snowed in. <laughs> that's all I got. Um, and I'm I'm kind of sad that we don't get to wa- talk about Wandavision. And guys, all right, real talk. Everybody, scoot in, scoot into your phone. <laughs> I'm not mad. I'm Just disappointed. I thought for sure that Falcon and Winter Soldier was coming out on Friday the twelfth. I woke up. You woke me up mm-hmm. real we early. Real early, like six thirty. Yep, you were making coffee. I was gonna get Falcon and Winter Soldier on the TV, we and you know excited. what, guys, it wasn't there. You made me, you, the listener, made me look <laughs> like a goddamn fool. 
I was I couldn't even show my face to my wife. Yeah, you were really. Sad. She walked in you and I, I. And you said I have some bad news. Yeah. And my heart dropped like, oh my gosh, did somebody get hurt? And I you're couldn't like, even make eye contact with you. It doesn't come out until next week. I'm like, oh. I. <laughs> I feel I feel like a fool. I feel betrayed. Yeah. That you guys didn't hit me up at lifewellspent at aol.com. You didn't hit us up at. It's our Twitter name. Apparently, our Twitter handle is super weird. Oh, really? Yeah, it's like well underscore G or some shit. What? That's weird. <laughs> Maybe too long of a name. Yeah, let, let me see. Uh, together. Oh, I thought I had it somewhere. Whatever. You know, we'll get our Twitter stuff figured out. But um, yeah, so uh, I mean, we've already ran long enough as it is. We but have. No Disney recap. I will say I loved Raya and the Last Dragon. That was really good. Oh, great. So like, good. Yeah. If only we can get cash to watch it. He, he doesn't know what he's missing. He's such an elitist. <laughs> I don't know whose son that is. But thank you guys so much for joining us this week. We'll be back next week. We'll talk about some March Madness shit. And then we will talk about Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah. If anybody wants to hang out with us after we say goodbye. So we've said enough. We love you so much. Thanks for listening. Have a fantastic week. Don't be a Richard. And we're going to fight about this later. <laughs> Not really. No.